0: To much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. We have Mike Chow here with us today and looking forward to this conversation. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Omar. I look forward to it as well, too. Excited to be here. I was listening to some of the you know previous podcasts and fantastic people, so really excited to be on here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, my pleasure. I heard this uh, quote a long time ago, and it went something like, we're all dumb at something. And, and I guess what they were really saying is we're all experts at something. <laughs> and uh, just another mm-hmm. funny way of saying it. And so, yeah, just It's so fascinating just getting people have a conversation and really learn about things that you think you know about, and you just get a different perspective that allows
1: you to go deeper. Hundred percent. You know what I learned from I'm part of like BNI and other different you know organizations, and Mm -hmm. um, you know one thing that they teach you is you know if you try to if you try to promote everything, people hear nothing.
0: Yes. <laughs> so we had the founder of BNI on the show
1: uh, as oh, well. Oh wow! He's oh. somewhere in the
0: archives. He was like wickedly smart.
1: Oh, he's incredible. I mean, he built this incredible empire. So you know, it stretches yeah, you know, all all. I don't know if it's every country, but it's it's definitely huge.
0: there's a bunch of them, and one of the nice things was when the pandemic hit, uh, they went remote, and they really helped people survive through this, especially yeah. the first six months. Uh, was like uh, stellar work.
1: Yeah, agreed. And I mean, they're still going strong. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate to be in one of the uh, very good chapters. You know, I, I, I know there are some chapters that are just building or starting out. So, you know, they're still working out the kinks, but you know, for this chapter, people have been, you know, the members that, um that I, that I'm with, you know, they've been there for 13, 14, 15 plus years, which is incredible. So there's so much to learn. Yep.
0: Absolutely. How long have you been a realtor?
1: Uh, it's been about oh wow, two, December of '08. That's when I started.
0: So nice. gosh,
1: fourteen years. 14 years. <laughs> that's pretty uh, man time. 14, 18, oh my gosh, tell me about it. I mean,
0: so what did you think real estate would be when you joined, and what did it turn out to be? Like in the first few years, what was the delta between uh, uh, hope and reality?
1: You know when when you're when you act as if like your back is against the wall, uh, which, you know, it, it seemed like that at the time, uh, I was 24, 25. And, uh, just, uh, coming off the mortgage industry for the last two years, it was 2007, Whew. like everything just oh, crashed. Yeah. And, you know, um, uh, you know, people told me to get into business and one by one, they all left. So like in a two, 3000 square foot office, it was just me <laughs> at the end of the day. And it was it was quite it was it was scary, but I was too naive to even like think about like what was really going on. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna make it no matter what. And uh, you know, I did a few deals in the in those two years as a mortgage, you know, to trying to get into mortgages, but when I got my real estate license December 08. Uh, I had zero expectation because I, you know, back it was kind of back was against the wall and I was like, okay, I have to make this work or I have to go get a nine to five job. You know, and you and, know
0: there's something yeah. to be said for being young and
1: dumb. Uh, young you and don't dumb, know yeah, better. Exactly. You
0: just keep on going. I'm gonna make this work, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And uh, it's a friend of mine, her name's Jody. and she graduated from university. The first yeah. job she got was uh, a receptionist at an architectural firm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they said,
0: Oh, by the way, you have to call CEOs around the country and book appointments for our principal. Yeah. She goes, okay. And she started booking appointments with significant CEOs around the country and yeah. people around her are like, how are you doing this? They're too busy. They don't want to talk to you. And she said, after two months of all that kind of coaching, yeah. she could pick up the phone again. But when she yeah. was like, yeah. call these people that want to talk to us, not a problem. Just going to make it happen. <laughs> so excellent. So you came in the business. You started uh, moving houses. When did you... Uh, did you join a team at the uh, when you first started, or were you just solo?
1: I uh, I was just solo, and uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I was uh, I bounced around offices uh, at that time because uh, you know my friend would be would tell me like this is a better you know let's come come to this place you know they're giving out leads or you know and so forth for mortgages, um, and one by one. <laughs> people left and so um uh when i i was at a small firm uh nobody knew about the company like it was luckily it was in in my hometown so it was just down the street so it was really close um but you know it was one one broker one marketing person one person that did mortgages as a matter of fact the the person that did mortgages steve who eventually became my partner later Uh, He started doing real estate, you know, after seeing like how well I was doing it. So it was just me, no team, no, like, you know, just a broker, you know, you know, very, very thankful for him for, you know, helping out. I remember showing homes for we're going to see new homes. And, you know, Google, Google Maps at that time was just, you know, at the very beginning stages of it, you know, it was very infant. And uh, we got lost for, we got lost for two, we got lost for two hours. And um, I was calling my broker because they had questions. I didn't know what, what they were talking about. So I just called my broker after every question and being lost in two hours in the same car. And asking these questions, we still, you know, we eventually found a home that they wanted, uh, got a great deal. And they referred me like eight other people that same year. High five. High five. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. That's oh. like a great story because uh, some people would have given up. It's like, oh my God, this is horrible. I'm never going to go. <laughs> and they'll never. <laughs> me. And the answer is no. It's all about intent. Your intent yeah. was to help them and yeah. they felt it. And uh, even though you sucked, but it's like, hey, think. Is- <laughs> Wouldn't cut him some slack if you pretended to be like, I'm an expert, yeah. I'm amazing. It would have been like, uh, you really suck. But if it's like, I'm just starting out, uh, they feel sorry for you. And they're like, hey, they want to support you, which is nice. That's human nature, right? People yeah. want to help.
1: At the time, uh, I think they really felt they thought of me as their own uh, son. And yeah. they really nice. gave me that opportunity. They knew I was new. I told them up front. Uh, and that's part of always been my business is just be upfront with people that you're working with and, you know, whether they want to give you a, an opportunity or not, that's up to them.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. So right now, uh, do you have a team yourself?
1: Uh, so now I have a team of 10 agents. Um, I have three that's onboarding. Uh, so I've had 13 and then five assistants.
0: Nice. Thanks. Yep, yep. So what's been the uh, biggest uh, lesson in leadership? Because it's a challenging <laughs> thing to get a bunch of people to lead, especially realtors. They're like freaking cats. So let's, uh, let's break it down this way. What are five things that leaders of teams need to know to be a successful leader? What's number one?
1: Uh, number one is listening. Listening skills. What is that? Listening? It's kid- I'm just kidding. It was like, oh. Yes, listening is absolutely <laughs> I was like, did my microphone go out? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: just a bad host. Uh, so no, listening
1: look- is critical. What's number two? Communication. Yeah.
0: And uh, so give us the distinction between the two, between listening and communications. What's the uh, distinction?
1: Well, I think it's uh, listening before you, you talk you know, and communication is, uh, understanding what they're needing, understanding what they're looking for before you talk. And so once you listen, then you'll be able to know what they're looking for. I mean, what they want in the team, what they want in you, uh, what they're looking for. And then you can, you know, then you can have a successful relationship with that team agent Mm -hmm. or with that staff member.
0: So, uh, listening communications, what's number three.
1: Number three, uh, I, you know, culture is always, always in there. So culture in the team.
0: So give me a, your definition of culture. What is culture to
1: you? Culture is, I think of it as, you know, I love, I love sports. I love basketball, football and, and so forth. And uh, the coaches like Phil Jackson uh, or the Duke's Duke coach, you mm-hmm. know, I just, uh, I admire them so much because, uh, you know, they, they bring in, you know, you you take the culture however you want it. I'm not as disciplined as, obviously, as them, but you know, we we have some sort of discipline and we have some sort of, you know, uh, relaxation. I guess, um, giving, you know, understanding that, you know, we're not all here to do a million dollars, you know, seven figures. We're, you know, we do a quarter million dollars, but we could live life very comfortable. Right and be able to provide for family and be able to travel and do all these things that you want to do and invest some of that money, man, that's like, that's fantastic. Cause you're building a legacy. I love it. Yeah.
0: That was, uh, number four.
1: Number four. Um, you know, those are definitely the, the top three. three? Yeah. Right. But number four, if we, uh, I know you're asking for five.
0: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do number four.
1: I'll okay. Okay.
0: I think part of the culture, uh, if we can uh, imbue in people, always getting better. So you're yeah. never going to be the best, but you need to strive for that, and that means learning. And if right. you're learning what you're doing, uh, one of the ways to really deepen it is to get your agents when they're learning this new technique, is to teach it to the team because that yeah. like really solidifies. And when people are all getting better all the time, it just creates this culture of winning and collaboration and c- camaraderie, which I think is is critical to get a team over uh, you know, the bad times. It's like, hey, you got my back, I got your back. Like there's, there's basically four things that you need. Uh, one is they need to trust in the leader's vision and that's your vision. Right. If right. your vision is big enough, people wanna go on that journey. Yep. Number two, they need to trust in themselves. Number three, they need to trust in each other. And number four is they need to trust in the processes that they've developed. Yeah, and I think uh, that's where better comes in. Is that whatever the process is, people are looking to make it better as they go, and they're not stuck into it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And you know that that is one of the top five. What you mentioned is vision. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So yeah, we'll add that is as number five. Number five is vision.
1: (laughs) 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 No, yeah, I I, it, it was very strange to me at first because. I always thought like, okay, this is your goal. You want to hit two hundred fifty thousand. You want to do ten million dollars in sales. You want to hit five million dollars in sales. That's the that's the goal. That's the vision. Um, I it was hard for me to understand because uh, coming off when I first started the team, and they, people would ask me all the time, "What's what's your vision of the business?" And I just I was just thinking like, yeah, I just want to make money, and you know, and. Uh, be able to do what I love to do, which is you know playing sports, watching sports. Um, philanthropy is a big one for me too, um, uh, and so I never really thought too much more than that. I guess also part of me is having that simplistic mindset, uh, keeping everything like so simple. Uh, eventually, we figured out what our vision was, uh, which was ties into philanthropy, um, and I didn't realize that when people were asking me when I first started the team.
0: And had you given you a vision back then, it probably would have been bullshit anyway, because you would have just been making it up. And so you need to kind of grow into your vision and go, okay, this, yeah, I want to do this and I want to tie philanthropy into it. And it's an authentic thing you want to do. Whereas before it would have been like, oh yeah, Elon Musk has this vision. So I'm going to get the, so yeah, I love what you did. Just not having (laughs) a vision. is fine. Just make enough money, have fun, look out for my family, good enough for now. And as I mature, I'll figure out what I really want to do once you figure out real estate. So yeah, the so kudos.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, as, a, as an individual agent, man, you, know, you, you don't have the same responsibilities. You don't have the, uh, so once family comes into play and you know, kids and so forth, and you, your, your mindset, everything shifts uh, completely different, completely different. And I, I'm so blessed to, you know, to experience that and now be able to share that experience with other people as well.
0: Brilliant. So along this journey, you've had successes, but you've probably also screwed up a bit. Tell us about one <laughs> of your uh of your failures and how you kind of learned the lesson and overcame it.
1: Learning all the time. Um, you know, as a as a as going into or starting a new team, um I, you know, I was at a very small brokerage and then I joined Keller Williams. And these are the only two brokerages that I've ever, you know, been with. Um I like to see myself as someone that's loyal to that company and I like to stay with them for a long time, you know, and, um, coming into Keller Williams, a lot of people didn't want to join our office at the time because it was a no name brand. They know, nobody <laughs> like, it was just, it was just right. a Walmart and diamond bar. That's, you know, that's the area we're in. And, you know, if you wanted to be in that area, yeah, maybe they would join us. Um, but after joining Keller Williams, like, like we had 30 people that wanted to join the team. Nice. And oh you want to join my team like that's fantastic like come on board like okay we'll figure it out uh, and that was the biggest lesson because that was the biggest mistake because I wasn't ready I didn't have the platform I didn't I didn't go through the Keller Williams like model um, and it quickly crumbled uh, because it just I the expenses everything was just mounting and um, I was taking I was you know you weren't ready like yeah like, and the <laughs> just ready is, for all the meeting.
0: Uh, um, Mike, you may have noticed that you're not dead yet. Uh, <laughs> and so when you're going through it, it's like it's the end of the world. And uh, as long as you can learn the lesson from it, and it's like oh, because somebody could have told you exactly what you did wrong before you did it, and it would have been like data. But living through it is like such a huge part of who you become. It's like okay. <laughs> I for this knowledge and I'm going to be a better leader and be more uh, discerning when I let people in. Yeah. That, uh, so yeah, I think one of the things we need to do as humans is really, depending on what your belief system is, and it could be God or the universe or whatever, it's like, what is this situation trying to teach me? Yeah, and Learning that lesson and embracing it and moving on is like huge. Even when things turn out well, you can yeah. just go, oh, that was great. And it's like, yes, but ask the, ask the question, yeah. what did I learn from this experience? And then that becomes valuable and you can like recreate it easily. And if you disregard it, then you lose something that could be incredibly valuable.
1: One of the things that I, that I always like to ask myself is like, how can I do this even better? How yeah. can I? What went wrong? Uh, I teach uh, the agents when they go on appointments. Um, of course, we always train, and you know Keller Williams is known for their training, so they get they get tons of training and a lot of stuff, resources. But uh, you know, if they're there and they don't get the listing, and if they don't get the buyer agreement signed, then you know what went wrong. You know what you know uh, n- not necessarily what went wrong, but you know digest. Uh, almost like a diary, write down what happened. Yeah. And go back and really think about it. Uh, even when you get the listing, I take a bunch of notes so I can still go back and look at what I what I could have done better. Uh, and I think that's part of me always striving to take that business to the next level or take myself to that next level. So I'm never never like complacent, never settling.
0: Yeah, and that, and that's huge. And it's easy to hear the advice and having a leader that helps you. Put it into practice is critical yep. because from the wins and the losses there's learning opportunities and sometimes you just can't see it from your level of experience you can't see it. and if you can go to your boss and say look this was going on it was going really So, a good example one of our uh, one of my sales agents said this meeting was going really really well then all of a sudden it went totally sideways
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and i said uh okay uh let's listen to the recording of that and okay. what was really interesting was. The meeting was not going well at all, <laughs> but the Asian, it seemed like it was. And it was a yeah. hella Williams person we were going to interview, a broker, mm-hmm. and she wanted to impress him because we did this killer interview with this guy, right. uh, Conrad uh, Zerini, and he's got a thousand mm-hmm. agents, and he's like a visionary in the field,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he works for Remax. Okay. She said, uh, we just did this thing with Conrad, he works for EXP. And of course, the Keller Williams broker is like, I don't want to talk to you guys. <laughs> and, an guy on, and she's like, what happened? It's like, hey, you got his brokerage wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and two, you thought it was going well and it wasn't. And yeah. A, this is why it went sideways. Yeah. But had she just told me it went wrong, it would have been like, oh, try again next time. But auditing the recording, because what I do with my agents is very much, I don't have the time to listen to everything that uh, they say and I don't want to. So I just told the agent, it's like, each week, get me a recording of a call that went exceptionally well Yeah. and one that went horribly wrong. And let's yeah. audit those. And on the stuff that went well, we'll go, oh, that's something new. We don't do that. That's a, that's yeah. highly effective. And the stuff that went wrong, they get coaching right yeah. on the issue itself, which is huge. And I think when you get that team of people that want to do better, yeah. then they're open to coaching as opposed to Mike, you're making me feel bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you brought up a good point. Is auditing always auditing everything? Your social media auditing, uh, your numbers auditing, your financials. You know, just. I mean, we always, uh, at least for me growing, you know, growing up and going through real estate auditing was just for financials. Right. But uh, now I started thinking about, okay, auditing for the marketing, auditing for social media, auditing for the appointment and, and you know, never thought of it that way when I was starting out. Uh, I never had coaches like you, Omar, or never had, yeah. you know, coaching from KW or, you know, other, yeah, other just, we're all
0: learning. And, <laughs> and one more step is you can actually uh, audit your relationship in terms of, I had a great time with my wife and, you know, why was it great? And it was, oh, because I was more attentive or uh, I had an okay time with my kids. Why was it okay? Because I was looking at my phone and my deals and not (laughs) paying attention to them. I didn't realize I was doing that. So, yeah, it's like, uh, it's a journey of getting better. So, Mike, before we part company, I've got four questions for you. Yes. The last one's the toughest. So just going to push yourself. First one is... uh, if I met Mike five years ago, that version of you would have been a lot less than the one I see before me. So there's a Mike out there five years in the future. Right. So what are you working on now to kind of uh, make that Mike 2.0 a reality? Like what's the thing you're working on to, to find
1: that better version of yourself? Uh, I would start planning earlier. Mm-hmm. I was nice. planning earlier because five years ago, uh, you know, I did not, meet my fiance. Um, and you know, I don't have any kids and she has two kids, but you know, that it, it helped me see a whole new perspective to, you know, I was lost for a, a good period of time because I didn't know what I, what I really truly believed in and, and wanted to do. Um, you know, and I, I, I could close deals, you know, and I have great relationships with my clients. Other than that, I, I didn't have any other goals, Nice, like, you know, besides, uh, besides anything more selfish than that, you know? And so that was a, that's a, definitely a huge wake up call and seeing, uh, seeing my friends, uh, there was a, I have a, a good buddy from high school. I started a business three years into it, making good money. Um, and he, you know, he wasn't making as much money, but. He bought he was able to buy 10 properties. Wow. And and for for me, you know, he was 27, 28 at the time. And for me, I was like, wow, I just I just bought a couple properties and you know, I make way more money. I should be, you know, I with the head, yeah. Yeah, I should have, you know, really like planned and, and done something else, you know. And so that was a wake-up call as well, too.
0: Nice. And we're always learning, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, what brings you joy in your work?
1: right now um what brings me joy is being able to um uh you know philanthropy is a huge part of the business right now so every transaction we donate and give back to whatever charity that the client wants to uh usually nice. 2 or 3% um and it's it's a little but it goes a long way and for some people it really hits home because uh you know alzheimers is a is a huge thing uh oh, yeah. in this country um, and so, gosh, I mean, you know, working with trusts and probates, and you know, it's it's a tough situation. <clears throat> but uh, being able to, um, you know, just uh, understand and provide that value, while wow, like, I mean, talk about, um, uh, and at the end when you give back, man, that that value, that emotional aspect you know like it's just it's crazy it's a whole new it's a whole nother level so you know philanthropy is definitely the the way of at least for me my future that's what and and part and the legacy
0: nice so what's one uh tip you'd like to share with uh our listeners and viewers that would allow them to be more productive or uh stronger better faster sleep better like what's the one thing you want to share
1: I encourage uh, anybody, whether they're starting out or they've been in the business for a long time and, and trying to find themselves, uh, go and create those uh, communities around yourself. Yeah. You know, Public. community is huge. I never thought of it. I was always like a, you know, just a one man on an island, <laughs> you know, type yes. of show. <laughs> And that, that did not, you know, I mean, yeah, I still close deals, but then it's not the same, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't as happy as I am right now. Um, and that's, and not making as much as I am now, um, finding the community, whether it's basketball community, whether it's, uh, you know, parent, teacher, um, you know, it's something that you have to do with their kids or hiking, whatever it is, you know, and, and finding that community, um, with you, know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You just have to give back your time. But it's what you love to do anyways. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Oh, I mean, love that.
0: So here's the last question, Mike. What's the one question I should have asked you that I did not?
1: What's the one question? Um, yeah, you're right. That is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a... Um, wow. What is that one question? Um, I could think of a lot of different questions. But the top question, I think... Uh, you you did ask it, you know, which is the community answer.
0: Nice. Good. Mike, thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm looking forward to our next.
1: All right. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you having me on.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming and that is the fastest way to get better results.